0: The Plains of Mora, an article by Stephen O. Smoot, John Gee, Kerry Muelstein, and John S. Thompson. Published in BYU Studies Quarterly,
1: Volume 61, Issue 4. The second chapter of the Book of Abraham parallels content found in Genesis 12. Both texts narrate the patriarch's flight into Canaan, and provides specific geographic details about the route he and his family took as they fled Haran. The Book of Abraham describes Abraham as journeying from Haran by the way of Jershon to the place of Shechem. This Shechem, the text says, was situated in the plains of Moray, which themselves were located within the borders of the land of the Canaanites. Here Abraham, quote, offered sacrifice in the plains of Moray, and called on the lord devoutly." End quote. He did this, he says, because he discovered that the land of Canaan was an idolatrous nation. See Abraham chapter 2 verse 18. As read in both Genesis and the book of Abraham, it is here that Abraham received a theophany of the lord with the promise, "unto thy seed will i give this land." See Abraham chapter 2 verse 19, compare with Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. One of these named toponyms deserves special comment. The mention of the plains of Morah at Abraham chapter 2 verse 18 corresponds to the plane, singular, of Mora, named at KJV Genesis chapter 12 verse 6. Compare with Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 30. As scholars have long recognized, however, the rendering of plane in the KJV is an error. The Hebrew word mistranslated as plain in the KJV, Elon, actually means oak or terebinth. Even the name Mora, rendered in both Genesis and the book of Abraham as a proper noun, might more technically be rendered oracle, divinir, teacher in order to produce a name like the teacher's terebinth or the oracle oak for the location. It would appear that with Plains of Mora Joseph Smith was following the KJV in his own rendering of Abraham, chapter 2, verse 18. That the prophet would at times follow the KJV in his translation of the Book of Abraham is not surprising, given the dependence on the KJV seen in his translation of the Book of Mormon. Although the Book of Abraham follows the KJV with the less accurate rendition of this passage, it nevertheless departs from the KJV in a subtle and significant way. As mentioned above, the book of Abraham explicitly mentions that upon arriving at Sechem in the plains of Morah, the first named location in Canaan, Abraham was shocked to discover that the land of Canaan was an idolatrous nation. See Abraham, chapter 2, verse 18. This detail is left unmentioned in the KJV, which merely notes that the Canaanite was then in the land. See Genesis, chapter 12, verse 6. This idolatry prompted Abraham to offer sacrifices and call on the Lord, details once again missing from Genesis. How is this significant for the book of Abraham? As multiple scholars have observed, it is very likely that the Oak of Morah, the Oracle Oak, was a local Canaanite cult site. That is, a sacred or holy tree that functioned as an oracular shrine or Canaanite sanctuary. Quote, the Oak of Mora clearly belonged to the cultic center at Shechem. The name of the oak suggests that it functioned as an oracular tree. End quote. It was, in effect, a site of divination. Spiser notes that one ancient Jewish source, Targum Onkelos, recognized this and so rendered Elone as plain, Aramaic, Meshar, instead of oak, probably to avoid the pagan implications of a sacred tree. The Book of Abraham's added detail about the patriarch's encounter with Canaanite idolatry also reinforces the point made by Matthew L. Bowen. Quote, Substantial parts of Genesis chapters 12-22 through 22 and Abraham chapter 2 illustrate how Abraham templifies the Promised Land, its recreation as sacred space, by Abraham's building altars at Shechem, Mamre slash Hebron, Bethel, and Moriah. End quote. As told in the Book of Abraham, the idolatry Abraham confronted at the plains, Oak, of Morah, near Shechem in Canaan, prompted him to consecrate the land by erecting an altar. This he would repeat, as Bowen notes, at other Canaanite locations according to the biblical record. See Genesis, chapter 12, verses 7 through 8, chapter 13, 4, 18, and chapter 22, verse 9. In response, the Lord appeared to Abraham and offered him his own true oracle about his seed inheriting the land of Canaan at the place called, literally, the Oracle Oak. See Abraham chapter 2 verse 19 and Genesis chapter 12 verse 7. None of this is obvious from reading the King James translation of Genesis chapter 12. So even if the translation of the book of Abraham is in some degree dependent on the KJV, The underlying narrative captures something deeper and more authentic to the ancient world of Abraham.
0: About the Authors Stephen O. Smoot is a doctoral student in Semitic and Egyptian languages and literature at the Catholic University of America. He previously earned a master's degree from the University of Toronto in Near and Middle Eastern civilizations, with a concentration in Egyptology, and bachelor's degrees from Brigham Young University in Ancient Near Eastern Studies with a concentration in Hebrew Bible and German Studies. He is currently an adjunct instructor of Religious Education at Brigham Young University and a research associate with the B.H. Roberts Foundation. John Gee is the William Bill Gay Research Professor in the Department of Asian and Near Eastern Languages at Brigham Young University. He has published extensively on scripture and ancient studies. He has served on the boards of national and international biblical and Egyptological organizations, and as the editor of an international multilingual peer-reviewed Egyptological journal. Carrie Mühlstein is a professor of ancient scripture and ancient Near Eastern studies at Brigham Young University. He received his bachelor's degree from BYU in psychology with a Hebrew minor. He received an MA in ancient Near Eastern studies from BYU and a PhD from UCLA in Egyptology. His first full-time appointment was a joint position in religion and history at BYU-Hawaii. He's the director of the BYU-Egypt Excavation Project. He was also a visiting fellow at the University of Oxford for the 2016-2017 academic year. He has served as the chairman of a national committee for the American Research Center in Egypt and serves on their research supporting member council. He is the senior vice president of the Society for the Study of Egyptian Antiques and has served as president. He has published and researched on Egyptological topics and Book of Abraham topics for over two decades. John S. Thompson obtained his BA and MA in Ancient Near Eastern Studies, Hebrew Bible, from BYU and UC Berkeley, respectively, and completed a PhD in Egyptology at the University of Pennsylvania. After more than 25 years as an employee of seminaries and institutes of religion, Most recently as the coordinator slash institute director in Cambridge, Massachusetts, he currently researches and writes for Scripture Central. This is an audio production of BYU Studies, read for you by Malin Glade and Brayden Johnston. BYU Studies publishes scholarship informed by the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information and access to articles, essays, and more, visit byustudies.byu.edu.